It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Doesn't that look nice? It is the end of 2023 and the beginning of the 2024 season. Welcome to TC Live as we kick off the summer down under less than three weeks until the first major of the season. Here's what's coming up on the big show. Team USA back in Australia looking to defend their title at the United Cup. Find out who could challenge Taylor Fritz, Jesse Pagula and company. Plus two titans of the tennis world back on court. Our experts tell you what to expect from former Aussie Open champs Rafa Nadal and Naomi Osaka. And after getting dialed in to his first year on tour, Ben Shelton is ready to ring in the new year with an unlimited plan to reach an even bigger range. It all gets started top of the hour from Perth. Spain taking on Brazil in the United Cup. Alejandro Davidovich Fokina in action. And then a rematch of the longest women's match of the year last year between Sarah Cerebes Tormo and Beatrice Haddad Maya. We've got Great Britain taking on the home team from Australia. That means Alex Dimonor and Katie Bolter dating off the court, but playing on different sides in this battle. Could be mixed dubs. We'll see what happens. Come on in. Great to have you back here with us from our studios in Santa Monica, California. Gang's all here. Steve Weissman, we got the Grand Slam champ, former world number six, Chanda Rubin in the house. And, of course, we've got our international reporter from a family of tennis royalty, Prakash Amitraj <laughs> here as well. So good to be back with both of you all. Still in the old year, but a new season. Well, you know, I think it's the time for shedding old and bringing in the new. You know I love the end of the year, Chan. We had a great time last year when we did these shows, so uh, let's get it cracking. I mean, as far as we're concerned, this is, the, uh, this is the first day of the new year, the new season. That's right. Yeah, I feel like it's a little bit of a bonus. We get added days to our new year. I'm ready to start. Let's go. December uh, let's get it going. it's the first. I tell you what, speaking of bonuses, mm. Australia starting off with a big bang. At 10 mil added to the whole prize pool over there. What up, Craig Tiley doing his thing <laughs> for the players? Especially in the early rounds, the qualifying, the early rounds, spreading that love around, which is exactly where most of the players need it. So um, I think it's all beautiful. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. It, I'm not mad at you, Steve. <laughs> you know, a little 90s reference to start the flow. He's getting us all warmed up the right way. Listen, we are getting set to go less than a half hour from the first ball of the new season, Chanda. What are you most looking forward to? Biggest storyline for the summer down under? Well, on the WTA side, we had four different major champions last season, this year. Um, but our last major winner, Coco Golf, her first major at the U.S. Open, it was big. It was an incredible moment. We were all in tears. And we felt like even though she was so young, maybe it was a long time coming for her. I'm curious to see how she'll follow up this year, kind of post-Grand Slam win. Can she win another? Um, I think it's wide open. So I'm really looking forward to the start of this season. Sky's the limit. She's still a teenager yeah. for a few more months, right? Doesn't turn 20 until March. Prakash, what's your biggest storyline? Well, I'm going to stay on the women's side of things. I mean, last year was defending champ, Arena Sabalenka, first time coming into a slam 
as a defending champ, always going to have a little bit of a different feel. But um, as Chan talked about, there were, there were four different winners there last year, so anything can happen. That's always my, my favorite kind of event. On the men's side, you probably still got one guy who, who's a little bit the dominant favorite. Novak, I mean, what, 20 little times? Bit? Yeah. 20 little times? Bit? 15 times? <laughs> he won this thing. But um, I, I think it's going to be tremendously exciting because of all the different storylines. Yeah, so many things. And, and by the way, we're going to talk later in the show about Rafa and Naomi coming back. Yep. So those are huge storylines as well. Before we get to the United Cup this year, though, let's give you a little refresher on how Team USA took home the title last season. Taylor Fritz does it. And Team United States are the inaugural United Cup champions. Francis Diapo tackles. And look at the smiles. Absolutely impressive tennis, not just from Taylor Fritz, but the whole American team. And you can see what it means to their team. Oh, they had so much fun there. Who's repping the red, white, and blue this year? We got Pakula and Fritz back. Alicia Parks, Dennis Kudla, Desiree Kravchek, and Rajiv Ram. It is a different format this year. Last year, it was two men's and women's singles matches and one mixed double spread over two days. This year, one men's singles, one women's singles, and one mixed all played on the same day. Fritz Pagula once again leading the squad, one of three countries with a couple top ten stars, and they spoke about that new format. The format last year is just better for Team USA overall, but we're still, you know, we're still here to, to win it, and I, we still have a really, uh, still a really strong team. I just think we're going to see a lot more matches kind of come down to the, uh, the mixed doubles, and that's something that not a lot of the players, I guess, have a lot of experience in. So it's, you know, the pressure is going to show in those moments, and it's going to make for some really exciting uh, matches. I think, you know, we're we're ready to go for sure. To be honest, it's kind of sad, you know. I don't know. I'm excited though. We're we're ready to get going, but I do feel a little, yeah, kind of depressed that half the team isn't here. Um, we had such a fun year last year, but yeah. Um, yeah, different format, totally different this year, and hopefully we can still get it done. Just a little bummed, right? I mean, they had the group chat going. Uh, she said the, the foe's not too happy that he's not able to play this year. Uh, Maddie Keys did say, though, that if, you know, they needed some good vibes. They could FaceTime her. But all the pressure now on world number 10 Taylor Fritz, world number 5 Jesse Pagula to back up that title from last year. I look at it, Steve, as it's no pressure. Mm. It's opportunity. I, I think that. that's I what that. you meant to say. You've been hanging out with Prakash. A little too much. But it's never too much. You're right. <laughs> but I think, you know, this is a great chance for both Pagula and Fritz to get another terrific start to the year. I mean, they came in. They won the first United Cup. They would win a couple of titles each over the course of this past season. Pagula, you know, continuing to play that kind of Consistent tennis, and I think the start in uh, for the Australian Open swing. I think the United Cup was huge for her. So mm, sure. I think coming into it, she'll have some of those good vibes again. Yes, it is a different format, a bit like the Hopman Cup format that we have been used to seeing. So I think players will fall right into it. But it right out of the gate, it makes every match that much more important, and I think that helps the players. It really helped both Taylor Fritz and Jesse Pagula yeah. last year to, to spectacular seasons where they both matched or reached their career highs. Well, Jesse had that spectacular win over Iga Swiatek last year, probably the most dominant loss that uh, Iga's had all year long. So, yeah, they both uh, were able to take that into the rest of the season. But look, at the end of the day, I mean, these are two of the best competitors we have out there. There's never a day where they kind of leave anything out. So I think, I think they're going to use this as a great opportunity to get off to a good 
good start. The one, the one sad part is, though, as Jesse pointed out, by the way, Taylor's face sitting next to her, that's going to be a meme at some point. I <laughs> <laughs> did not look, he did not look thrilled. But I think the key was, look, there's so many individual events around the year to be able to get a team event with, had a lot of your friends last year, because yeah. we know a lot of them hang out together. That's a rare thing. And I think we saw that in the chemistry with all of them. They had the whole locked-in sign. They had the whole group chat going for, uh, for most of the year last year. Bummed to miss it. But um, that squad, USA squad, looking pretty strong. Then mixed doubles, Kravchik and Rajiv, that's about as good as it gets. You could throw them in there. But Taylor and Jesse, by the way, they won all three of their mixed matches last year. So... Got options. Great options. Great, exactly. You can't lose. Life's about. Can't lose. It's all about options. Uh, the United Cup, one of many events to start the season. There are a whole bunch. Aussie tune-ups begin Monday down under. Sunday evening here in the U.S. We got Brisbane, Olgaruna, Ben Shelton, Sabalenka, Rabakina. Of course, Brisbane is also where Rafa Nadal is. Hong Kong, that's where Big Foe's going to be. In Auckland, we got Coco Golf, a couple of mamas, Fidelina and Wozniacki. Let's focus, though, on Ben Shelton in Brisbane starting 2024 at 17 in the world. Remember last year, he had never taken a trip outside the United States. Now he's a global superstar. What do you expect to see this season from Ben Shelton? I I think we got to look on both sides of things. And the challenging side of things, the guy had just such a spectacular year last year. But when you play at such a high level all year round, the rest of the players are all of a sudden going to get a little bit of a feel for you. All of a sudden, that big serve, that forehand, those shots you pull out aren't going to be as much of a surprise as they were the first year. So some players do have that sophomore slump. Now, I don't think that's going to happen to Ben. I think he's really got a great head on his shoulders. And look, a lot of people think, he might be the best American at the end of the year. So I want to see how he takes that momentum, what he's done in the offseason to be able to help certain shots, especially like that backhand side, and see what he comes out with. Yeah, I think the offseason is critical, especially after having such a big year. But I think for Shelton, when you look at all the components of his game, how he plays, the aggressive style, what he can do on the court, he's got the firepower, he's got the energy, he's got just enough irreverence, I think, you know, to really compete at the highest levels consistency and consistently. And I think that is going to hold him in good stead. And I think the other part of it is the experience he has on his team. His dad, Brian, who played on the tour, who understands how every Everything works and can impart just a little bit of that experience, that knowledge. And Ben can take what he needs and then also tie it into what he already does well. So I think it could be another big year for him to continue to move up the ranks. You talk about opportunity. I mean, listen, I mean, other than Australia and the U.S. Open, a lot of opportunity to go even higher. And there's a quote, Prakash, I think you're going to like that he said after the U.S. Open, he said, I found a place where I can still be clear-minded but be a fierce competitor, be a dog out there, have a dog mentality. You got that x-ray with the little dog in him, like you see, like you see on Instagram. But, Chen, you, you touched on it, exactly what Steve is saying, just that, that right amount of irreverence. Look, when you come on the tour, you don't want to be too respectful and kind of revere all the great players out there. You want to be able to come in there and feel like, you know what, I can step up against them. And, you know, sometimes that results in being able to do, you know, your, your phone celebration <laughs> if it doesn't rub people the right way. But I think that's actually going to hold it in great stand moving forward, he's not satisfied making a semis, a quarters at a slam. He feels like he's ready to go out there and win one. I've never met somebody his age who truly understands who he is as a person. Just confident Rare. And, and, and hardworking. He's got it all. By the way, Prakash and I send each other me- memes on Instagram of being in that dog <laughs> mentality. You can get in on that, Chan, if you, you want. Be a, you got to be a dog out there. You know? Have that dog in you. That's what Ben Shelton's got. Uh, much more still to come here on TC Live. Speaking of... Uh, Prakash had a big weekend in Las Vegas. We'll talk about that. Plus, one of the goats is back in Brisbane. What kind of results should we expect to see from that guy? Rafa Nadal. Our experts have the answers next.
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Tennis is back, top of the hour, as we welcome you back to TC Live. Alejandro Davidovich Fokina got to a career high 21 in the world last August, getting ready to play Tiago Zebachvuch. That's right, year end high ranking for the eighth straight year in 2023, 26. Getting it going for Spain. They don't have Rafa. They don't have Carlitos. But they got Davidovich, Fokina. Well, earlier this winter, the annual Amitraj Foundation charity golf event in Gala in Las Vegas gave us so much, Prakash. Uh, but let's talk about it. What, what went down there? Well, it was such a beautiful weekend. Look, it's the 18th year that, that Dad has done this, and it's our third year in Las Vegas. It's been spectacular each and every year. This year was tennis and golf at the Anthem Country Club, which was beautiful. And then we had our beautiful gala evening right there at, um, at the Aria Hotel. And um, it, went, it, it went beautifully. We, uh, we raised a ton of money for about 19 different charities in India, mostly women and children related. Um, you see there, Allison Risk and, uh, and Stephen. Stephen. Uh, my cousin and sister-in-law who were fortunate enough to come out. And Danielle Collins kind of came out out of, out of nowhere. We were so happy to have her there. Uh, best friends with Ali Risk. And, um, and also, fortunate enough, at this time, it all kind of came out at the same time that we announced that Pops has made it into the Hall yes. of Fame. It was... It was a really emotional time. You know, Pops doesn't really get emotional about anything. He just kind of wants everything for everyone else. So it just kind of made all of us so happy that he received recognition for everything that he's given back to the sport. And um, I tell you what, him, him getting into this thing just meant a whole lot to a whole lot of people. So um, I, I cannot wait for that weekend in the end of July. It's, um, it's going to be really emotional. Oh, so excited for, for your whole family, but uh, for, for your pops to get the, the call to be inducted into the International Tennis Hall of Fame, a guy that has won Newport multiple times, but now going to be there forever. Yeah, it's the highest honor for a tennis player. And obviously, you don't think about that when you are playing during the course of your career and when you are doing what you feel you need to do for the sport, as your dad has done. So I think for me, it's just a tremendous inspiration. And I was so glad to hear the news, Prakash. And I was ready because I said, I'm going to get some tears from Prakash. <laughs> and I am looking forward to this. But, uh, you know, your family is just such a beautiful family. The love, we see it all the time. And, and I think this is just a little something back for uh, him, so we, we, well-deserved. We, we, we love you, Chan. Uh, Steve, you message immediately. Everyone, the whole TC family message immediately. It's, look, uh, for, for Dad, for all of us, it's, it's, it's really more than, than just him. You know, coming in from India and, and representing all of those people as really the first person to do that on an international sporting stage, regardless of which sport, and in the Western world, it just it has a great significance. It means so much that the International Hall of Fame uh, recognized this. And... Um, It'll be, it'll be etched in, in history. And uh, there's going to be a lot of tears that weekend, Chad. There's going to be a lot of tears that weekend. That's going to be amazing. A lot of good food, a lot of good drinks, a lot of tears. You know what? That weekend, it's, all, it's just a big celebration, and um, it'll just be a whole lot of gratitude. You know that's how we get down. Of course. By the way, happy belated birthday to BJ as well. Just turn the big 70! 70, baby! 7-0. Love it. Next up. Oh, baby! Guess who's back? We check in on new mama Naomi Osaka. The two-time Aussie Open champion returning to action in Brisbane. Don't go anywhere.
Here's Naomi Osaka. What an amazing performance by Naomi Osaka. And it's a third major title for Naomi Osaka. Naomi Osaka makes it four for four in major finals. Gets another in Australia. She is back. She's a mama now. And she is just looking to add to an already Hall of Fame resume. Four-time major champ. 25 weeks at world number one. Seven singles titles. Only Japanese player to win a major and reach the world number one ranking. This is so exciting to have Naomi Osaka back. She's got her old coach, Wim Pissette, back with her as well that she won a couple of Grand Slam titles with. What are you expecting? Brisbane, Australian Open, uh, uh, a continent where she's been so successful from Naomi Osaka. I think it's always tough to kind of gauge where a player is when they haven't played for such a long time. I mean, six months, she just had um, her first child. That's not that long, so it's amazing she is back. She looks good. She looks fit. Uh, and it looks like she's re-energized, and I think that's the big part of the equation. Osaka has so much game. She's got so many weapons, the serve, the forehand. The movement was improved when she was winning those big titles. So I think that's going to be uh, the question, is, is what you see with the movement, the instincts, that's kind of those things that you need matches to get mm -hmm. really back um, the way they were. But I'm excited, and, and hopefully she can just play some good tennis and build. Uh, and, you know, when Australia comes around, when the Australian Open comes around, maybe she is playing some top-notch tennis and could be a contender. When you're, when you're at the superstar status that Naomi Osaka is at, especially when you're winning and playing so much, you're having to do everything. You're having to play, manage everything on the court, being a champion, playing against the best in the world, but you also have so many off-court obligations. Now, all of a sudden, taking this time, becoming a mother, she's been still able to do a lot of these off-court obligations and enjoy it in a certain way, from the fashion to all of her different businesses that she's been involved in. And, and her agent, Stu Duguid, has sort of gotten her in there, along with uh, Nick Kyrgios, who spent a bit of time with her there. So... Naomi's gotten to enjoy that off-court element, still be involved in the game, start her training, but she hasn't had the mental sort of fatigue that comes with playing so much at the highest level. So I actually think she's going to come back super refreshed. She seems to be very motivated at the time, a, a little more motivated after having a baby now. So I'm kind of excited what we're going to see. We might even see a better Naomi Osaka. Sure, it might take her some time to be able to find her rhythm and get back into it. It could be a short amount. It could take a bunch of months. But the fact that the women's game is so exciting right now, four different winners last year, and then you throw Naomi Osaka in the mix, <laughs> who's 4-0 and in Grand Slam finals, it's about as good as it gets. You do not want to see her name in the draw at the Australian no, Open. No, you do not. That no, is for sure. That headline. Floating around there. Rebirth of a champion. It is truly a rebirth for Naomi Osaka. Uh, some tough news for a former Australian Open semifinalist. Karolina Mukhova pulls out of the Aussie Open with a wrist injury. Said the pain came back during her off-season prep. Had to postpone Chanda the start of her season. Uh, such disappointing news. Karolina Mukova has had so many injuries over the course of her career, but it looked like she was back. It looked like physically she was in a good place, had a breakout year this past season, getting to a career high, top 10 in the world, couldn't play the WTA finals. And so obviously that wrist needs just a little more time. It's an injury you have to be careful with. And for a player as instinctive as Mukova, she's got to make sure she is healthy when she comes back. So good that she is taking the time that she needs but, you know, very disappointing news, certainly for the tennis world. We love seeing her play. Yeah, we wish her all the best. Yeah. Hope to uh, see her come back and start 2024 as soon as possible. Speaking of comebacks, Rafa Nadal 
He is in Brisbane. We saw all the photos of him arriving at the airport, by the way, carrying his own bags, pushing his own cart. Love that. And, and this is a guy who he said that he expects it, Prakash, to be his last season. We don't know if it will or if it won't. There's a couple of events at Roland Garros that he's got his eye on. Of course, Roland Garros itself and then the Olympics. So this is a guy who's, of course, won the Australian Open as well. What do you expect to see from him? Well, Rafa approaches things a little bit differently than Novak. He, you know, when he, when he comes out and speaks about it, he, he sets the expectations very low. But, you know, deep within himself, you know, the expect, expectations got to be very high. We know for a fact he is not coming back to the tour to be able to just play some matches and sort of enjoy being out there. If he's been able to train at the level that he wants to train at, he's coming back here to do some damage. So I think the markers for him are really just getting matches in. We know he needs that a little bit more than a Novak or a Roger or a Serena. So if he's starting to put those matches back up on the board and start feeling confident, anything can happen. Now, he knows his game so well, Nadal does, and where you know he is, those markers you talk about, Prakash, where he needs to be going into a major. So hopefully he's 100% healthy. He's not feeling uh, any of those issues that kept him off the tour for so long. And it's just exciting to start the year. Whenever you can start the year with, with the semblance of health, that is huge for any player, regardless of how many titles you have. So for Nadal, that's, I think, what we're all happy to see. Last time played the Australian Open last year. And by the way, uh, Holgaruna, uh, put put it out there. No time for jet lag. Got into practice with Rafa Nadal. So he's already practicing with the Young Bucks. Love it. Good I mean, news. You, you, got, you got to get a feel. Those Young Bucks, they got their dog in them. Rafa's <laughs> still got that dog in him. He certainly you know does. That. He certainly does. Absolutely. All right. Much more still to come here on TC Live. Leading you up to first ball at the United Cup. There is Alejandro Davidovich Fokina putting that jacket from Spain on himself. This is what's coming up. Six Eastern. Tomorrow, TC Live. Then we got the Netherlands taking on Norway, Czech Republic in action against China, Italy, Germany, Poland, Brazil. All the best nations at work. Of course, the United States gets underway later in the week. Don't go anywhere. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Shannon Prakash, Steve, back on TC Live, and this show is back at 5 o'clock Eastern daily, all 15 days of the Australian Open, beginning January 13th. I'll be hosting John Wertheim's here. We've got Hall of Fame analysis from Martina Navratilova, Lindsay Davenport, Jim Courier, guests, predictions, much, much more. You do not want to miss some two-hour pregame shows for the Australian Open starting January 13th. Featured matches coming up momentarily. Spain taking on Brazil. I cannot wait. I know Jason Goodall is excited for Sarah Ribes Tormo and Beatriz Haddad Maia because that one could go five hours, Chanda. You never, it almost went four hours last year at Roland Garros, followed by some mixed doubles. And then, of course, we got Great Britain taking on Australia. 1 a.m. Eastern, Cam Norrie against Alex Dimonor. Katie Bolter against Isla Tomjanovic. Mixed dubs. Will, will Alex and Katie have to play against each other? Katie said, I'm going straight at him if that'll happen. Ooh. Alex was like, I'm not playing mixed. <laughs> We've got Matthew Ebden on the roster. I don't, let's start with that real quick. Like, 
I don't know if that's ever happened. It's a smart man to say, <laughs> you know what? It's not worth it. It is not worth it because you may win, but you will not win. Pick your, pick your battles, Chad. You know, you got to pick your battles. A win is not necessarily a win. A win could be a loss. Haven't you seen White Man Can't Jump? I have. Rosie Preston, sometimes <laughs> you win in life, sometimes you lose. And sometimes when you lose, you really win. You go watch it, Steve. It's a good one. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> I like it, the, the original better than the remake. I'm probably. not mad at you. I certainly yeah. do, too. Uh, all right, let, let's break down Alex Demon. In singles, not having to worry about, oh, the KDB cheering, I guess, for, for, for Cam Norrie. Uh, what do you make of this matchup? 2-1 head-to-head for Demon you know, it's interesting. I think over the course of the last year, I've, I've bet against Demonor several times. I'm not making that mistake again. He, he's just a fighter every time he comes out. Also has a winning record against Nori. Took him out on clay last year. Took him out on hard in Toronto as well. Straight sets there. So um, I think that in Australia, I, I just I, I like uh, Demon to be able to come through. All right. Well, we'll see about that. Demonor uh, certainly looking for his first top 20 win since Medvedev at Toronto. Yep. But... Cam Norrie hasn't beaten top 20 players in a while. Then we got Katie Bolter playing the best tennis of her life, ending last year. She's the number one British woman in the world. That's pretty cool. Taking on Isla Tomjanovic, who ended last year strong, but missed the start of the season due to injury. Uh, it's going to be an exciting time, I think, for Tom Leonovich to be able to, again, start the year healthy. Uh, she is such a great player to watch. She's got the weapons. You kind of want to favor her a little bit in this match, but Bolter, she's so confident, making her United Cup debut, um, playing against her boyfriend. Maybe that gives her a little <laughs> extra motivation. She wants to win this one just a little more. Uh, this should be a fun matchup. A little bit contrasting styles in terms of, you know, power player uh, in Tom Leonovich, but I'm looking forward to seeing how this one goes. They spent Christmas together. They were wearing the ugly sweaters. Both had Grinch on, on, their, on their sweater. <laughs> so, so good. So good. I don't, I don't know who's going to be the Grinch in this match. Uh, the one that we're leading up to, Alejandro Davidovich yep. Fokina, Tiago Zabacvuj. Who do you, you think is going to win this one? Haven't played for a few years, but last time they played in Rio, I mean, it was just a, it was an all-out war. I mean, it went down 7-5 in the third. I think we're going to see long points back and forth. I think it's going to come down to who can get a little bit more aggressive on their forehand side, both the better flank for both of these players. Uh, I, I like Fokina a little bit more because I think he has a little bit more variety in his game, uh, attacks the net a little bit more, isn't afraid to throw in those drop shots. As long as he can keep his head on straight, which sometimes tends to, tends to go off the rails, um, I, I do think he's the favorite. Listen, when it comes to Spain, we're all talking about Carlos Alcaraz. Now we're talking about Rafa Nadal. Davidovich Fokina had the best season of his career last yep. year. He got to a career high. Uh, he's coming into this on a 10-match winning streak on hard courts. I feel like he's the heavy favorite here, Chandler. He's a fantastic player. I actually enjoy watching him play. He's got the weapons. He's not afraid to go for it. To your point, Prakash, though, can he have the discipline and just reel his shots in in the more important moments? That's going to be big, especially uh, when you have a losing head-to-head -head against an opponent. Uh, but I think this is another terrific match for Davidovich Vakina to start the year, kind of work his way into it. But push himself to make the right moves, to hit the right shots from the right posi positions on court. You mean like when you have match point, not do an underhand serve sort that, of situation? That is kind of one of those Brother things. Yeah. He, Brother felt inspired, you know? He, he tried some stuff. Didn't you learn. You live and learn. You Steve. live and you learn. I always learn when I sit next to you, Chanda. Looking forward to having you here at Tennis Channel all week long. Prakash, be back next to you tomorrow for more TC Live. Jason Goodall, Paul Anacone are going to have the call of this match as the 2024 tennis season begins after this.